0: Well, the Lightnings try, are trying to be the first team since 1942 to come back from three games to one to win the Stanley Cup Final. The Lightning took Game 5 tonight in spectacular fashion, 3-2. I'm here with Kyle Sullivan and Chris Massilli of Locked on Avalanche. And for the first time ever in this series, let's roll that Locked on Lightning theme.
1: <laughs> You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day,
0: and welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning. Part <laughs> of the <Locked laughs> EDM on, on vibe going, man. Network. In. <laughs> Uh, I'm Adam Danker, and this is a crossover special with the two bozos from the Locked on Avalanche podcast <laughs> with, with Abbott and Costello here, uh, Chris Massilly <laughs> and Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. Uh, and this is the first uh, episode, guys. It, it seems almost like, you know, uh, I had to kind of twist your arms to get on here because it's the first episode we're doing of the crossover where we're having yeah. lightning music. Finally, um, you threw
2: out. I got to work tomorrow. As the excuse, like like and I bought it. Hook, line and sinker. I bought it. I mean, I do,
0: but I mean, who who really needs to be awake for that? So on this episode of (laughs) on this on this episode, uh, we'll obviously be recapping that uh somewhat controversial game from tonight. So I'm gonna throw it towards you guys real quick. Uh start with you, Kyle. How are we feeling after this game? Because uh I sent out a cheeky tweet saying, you know, I can't. I don't know if this game was in Colorado or Montreal with the amount of uh, of whining or or groaning from the from the from the fan base there in Colorado. So, how are you feeling uh, from this game thus far?
1: Well, I mean, of course, naturally, you are a little disappointed. But mm-hmm. the Lightning are asking the Avalanche to lose as many games as they have lost all playoff long. You're asking them to lose three in a row, and they lost all <clears throat> up until tonight. Three losses in yeah. the playoffs. So. It's a tall task. I mean, you would love to, you know, take the cup home now that it's in Ball Arena, but I guess we got to go on mushy ice to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like we said in the uh, the last episode, it's just <clears throat> everything was set up nicely for the Avalanche to do this. And it would have just from an Avalanche standpoint been been a good story um yeah now you just have to go back to tampa and it's not like the Avs can't do this just like we were saying tampa could very well win this game they did the avalanche can very well go back into tampa and win that game they've proven it already in these playoffs when they had a bad loss at home against st louis and the fan base was just like this is well i'll I'll book my ticket for game seven because going back to st louis and st louis is going to win and the Avs took that game so um you know, and by no means am I saying this is going to be easy, just like it wasn't easy for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, so this is what we were expecting from this series. I, I thought it was a good game. Tampa, <clears throat> you, you do have these moments where uh, each team is kind of like taking control and then the other team takes it back. Yeah. And that's what's great about these two teams is like, you know, we said from the beginning, like these are the teams that deserve to be here. And they're showing that to you. And it's like Avalanche will seem like they have everything going for them. And then Tampa takes it back. And, man, that forecheck from Tampa is something the Avs have to figure out for going into game six because, you know, it, it's so tough for the Avalanche to get their speed past Tampa when they are on them. Yeah. It's just so difficult. And um, I think I, I put up a tweet where there was like 11 or 12 minutes left saying like you get the vibe of like the next goal is going to win this game. And that's exactly what happened. It, it's just it's a great series. It continues to be a great series. And, um, you know, I feel bad for Tampa fans that the uh, abs are going to have to carry that Stanley <laughs> Cup around in front of them. What are you going to do? <laughs>
0: Uh well it's funny that you brought up the four check because I really thought that the lightning did a very good job on right. the opposite set opposite end of the ice tonight. I thought you saw it early on in the series that you know, with the amount of pressure that Colorado is was, was forcing their way in, into their own zone. Uh and you saw, you know, it wasn't as as intense as we've seen in past games in this series, especially early on. Um, but it was still there there was a lot of lot of mo- sequences in which tampa was basically treading water with their head barely above the the the, the surface and i thought mm-hmm. they did a fantastic job of not panicking when they were trying mm-hmm. to clear the puck and i think that was really what was the defining factor in this game obviously other than clutch and optim- opportunistic uh goal scoring but um and and we'll get into all of it more but um you know, at least on my side, I was telling Kyle before you jumped on, Chris, uh, when we were talking crap about you, um, mm. we were we were saying um. how, I was telling him how, how uh, you know, it, I was losing my mind during these power plays with the Lightning because especially I believe it was the second one right before Kucherov scored. It, it seemed like the Lightning at times during the power play just went back into the somewhat of a turtle shell. They were kind of just doing too much and just not just taking the easy shots or, or taking advantage of the space that was in front of them, even if it was a foot or even half a foot there. Um, what were some of the things in this game, um, you know, either of you jump in here, but what were some of the things in this game that you saw from Tampa that you thought, other than their forecheck, that was really the defining factor?
1: Good Cal. I, That second period, um, the tempo, I could, you could really feel it. You, as an Avalanche fan, if you're sitting there and you're watching your team having to set up Uh, offensive transition like right behind the net you know you're in trouble um the pressure and it was the abs you just cannot move and for them to capitalize on one power play it was enough we were talking about in the last episode that their power play was atrocious 7.1 percent going into the game that's not that's not a good number and for them to make that one goal matter vasileski let in some ugly goals and so did darcy kemper but like tampa's pressure was just too much and it was that second period's really where it really shifted the game
2: yeah i I would have rather taken uh vasileski's goals that he let up than the ones that kemper let up Mm. any day of the week um yeah and you know for the abs it was kind of they they were getting that to me this was this was all Vasilevsky. Yeah. Um. The the Tampa defense did. You know, we're t- sitting here talking about their defense, how how good they played, and how great their forecheck was. Uh, Avalanche still got thirty seven shots on goal. So, you know, it it's like, and that kind of surprised me when I saw that number, because it's like, man, the Abs are, are are struggling, I guess, to get you know good exits. Uh, but when they did, which just seemed like so few and far between. OK, they were they were bringing the puck up ice and then they were getting shots on net. And this was not this was like the total opposite of game five, because what did Tampa have? 30 something shots blocked.
0: Yeah. Close yeah. to
2: 40 shots blocked. Um, And what they I'm looking it up now. 15. 15. Yeah. So the apps figured that out to, you know, get pucks around them and get pucks, you know, towards the net it was just uh, an Andre Vasilevsky show in my opinion. And yeah, they had some puck luck to, to get the goals that they got. And on the other end, I would say even that, that last goal that, that Darcy Kemper gave up, it just seemed like he just wasn't gripping the stick tight enough because yeah. there was some force on that. And the, the blade of the the goalie stick kind of like turned inward and it just scooted behind him. And And what are you going to do? So, but the, the the first who had the first one was it ruda
1: yeah um, that was that 95 was 95 mile an hour shot that's got to get that, stopped. i don't care that if it was was,
2: miles an hour, that's got to get stopped
0: it That was i was i was i was the, the goal for me at least you know i mean obviously getting on the board and i've spoken about it is very important first for the lightning but that moment was almost bittersweet for me because i was i was even there and i'm sure a lot a lot of lightning fans were sitting there like that should have been saved percent. Oh, and, and I almost messaged Kyle right after that and said, are we going to get bad Darcy tonight? Uh, and, and I really thought well, so, because there was moments where you, you kind of saw him. It, it almost looked like Kemper was battling his inner demons at certain saves in the game, because you saw one where it was a where it was a hard save and he had a scramble and he did. He, he looked like he was matching Vasilevsky in that regard. And then there was other simple saves where it kind of seemed like he was struggling. And you kind of saw that from Vasilevsky tonight. It seemed like, you know, as as well as both these guys played overall, I think, I think Kemper played a, a, a very good game regardless of the goals that he yeah. let up. You didn't really see kind of like that playoff moment out of either goaltender. And, and I think... It's because, you know, we're, we're in game five and and you have the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions backed up against the wall against a team who, and, and we'll kind of get more into this into the second half, but it seemed like you guys were kind of, were, were gripping your sticks a little bit too tight early on. You could tell there was a lot of tension in the building. Obviously, the Stanley Cup's in the building and you have a, a chance to clinch at home, so that's obviously nerve-wracking. But it, you didn't really see, you had big moments here and there from your goaltenders, but we didn't really see overall great performances where you know if if this was if, if Colorado did clinch tonight we weren't going to go back and say wow Darcy Kemper played a spectacular game when the when the, when the Avalanche clinched
2: I thought they both well I uh, well, I thought Vaselky played a great game um and I thought Darcy Kemper played a good game and you know he's he's always good for one of those goals almost every game one of those goals where you look at him and you're like you have to stop that yeah. And he usually lets at least one of those through. <clears throat> and for the entirety of the season, the avalanche have been over be able to overcome that, but it's, it's not, you know, we're, we're in the Stanley cup final against Tampa Bay and, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, like you can't give those up. And if he doesn't, it's a whole nother game. But um, yeah, other than that, and I hate saying other than that, because that's a big deal yeah. to do. I think he, he he played well. We're not talking about who's
1: going to be the goalie for, for game six. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. talking about that. And when it came to that, that game five win, I mean, the game four win, a lot of the Avalanche fans were saying, if you were would have told us going into that game that Darcy was going to let up two, you felt good about that game. Right. When Darcy yeah. lets up two, or maybe three, as in the case in game five, the offense has to back him up. And it just, other than like Nachushkin really being involved in majority of the plays, we weren't getting the help that we needed. And it, it also falls back to that pressure because there were not any comfortable shots. There was not that really valiant pressure. And I just, it has to work hand in hand. And to your point earlier, Adam, about Darcy Kemper, letting up that ugly one, getting tight. He started really looking good in that first period, especially at the end that you felt yeah. confident in it. And then the rest of them just falling apart. And yeah, it looks like he's starting to doubt himself again. And I don't know what we're going to have to do about that in game six. I don't know if I'd say he's going to, yeah. he's doubting himself.
2: I don't, I don't feel like he's doubting himself. I, I don't, I yeah. feel like he, he, like maybe Uh, not as a whole, not, not as like, I can't go out there and perform. I think maybe he's doubting himself. It's like, uh, am I going to let up one of those goals? Right. You know what I mean? I think in that aspect, you're right. But I I think he's kind of gained some confidence back and, you know, all right, I only let up three. Uh, he will say it now. If, if he lets up three in the next game is being an avalanche fan, is that, is that okay for you? Would you be comfortable if he lets up three with this offense? I think against any other team you would say, yeah, maybe, but you know, if as on getting four is, is tough. It's tough. It really is.
0: Well, I, I, I think, you know, and and we'll, we'll obviously talk more about this, but I I think we're too late in this series to really start playing the, the goalie juggling game here, uh, regardless, unless, 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 yeah, I mean, I didn't, if, if just speaking from a general hockey fan perspective, um, I, I just think he, unless he goes out and gives up 7 goals in game 6 I I think you yeah. know regardless of what happens and and I think at this point Jared Bednar needs to to really just put all his chips on the table and gamble on him and, and hedge all his bets now so, speaking of hedging your bets guys uh we're going to talk right. about today's sponsor yeah. and that is I Bet online. I got, I got an net. interesting
2: stat when we're done go ahead
0: All right sounds good <laughs> betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Maybe we could put a bet on next year's NBA draft, like Chris did on the last episode of how many trades yeah. the Knicks will make during the NBA seven. draft. Yes, yeah, seven. I'll uh, take over. O- <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it is, I'll take you over. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online, where the game starts. Uh, we'd just like to thank everybody who's listening to this episode on an audio platform or watching us on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first watch or listen of the day. And please go ahead and subscribe to both YouTube channels. Uh, Locked on lightning actually hit 300 subscribers today. So thank yeah, you boy. to all of you that are going out there and, and hitting that subscribe button. Uh, you know, you're the real heroes. You're the real MVP. So, yeah, uh, Chris has yeah. a great stat. We'll just jump into well, that. Not Let's, a great stat. It's just his stat. Chris's Snapple fact stat. cap stat of the day. Yeah, um, <laughs> say, say that three times. This is this is uh,
2: Snapple stat fact number thirty-seven. Um, <laughs> high danger shots against Andre Vasilevsky one. Yeah, a single high danger shot against Darcy Kemper three. And those are usually in the you know three to six range, I would say. Yeah. Um. So for the the lightning, it was on the lower end of where it kind of usually is. And for the as they had one, they had a single high danger chance, and you know that you just you want to up that a little bit. Those are your best opportunities.
0: Yeah. So. No, that you know that was something. Through? Yeah, that was something that I, you know, didn't really notice. Uh, I I kind of thought about it during the first period and then it kind of just you know just the the game just kind of like wrapped me up but no that does make sense as to why this was such a weird sort of game offensively for both teams nobody you know was really getting a lot of chances on rebounds and and you didn't really see anybody doing anything that constructive down low Uh, this was a game you know just like in basketball games are one for from the perimeter in some games this was one from the blue line in the circles
2: yeah, uh, and for and-
0: you know, for the abs,
2: like <clears throat> Gabe Landeskog makes his living, yeah, doing the dirty work. Yeah, and he just wasn't. It's tough. I mean, he yeah. he's he's trying. Yeah, it's just it doesn't come easy for you. And you look at the as power play, which has been has been great. What were they over two? Okay, over mm-hmm. two. Yep. Um, but I, like you're saying, everything around the perimeter, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough to get open looks and. I, I was talking um on Twitter to Vargar, our man Vargar. Um I I don't know when the last time Miko Rantanen has taken a shot on the power play. It is yeah. it's it's either Nathan yeah. McKinnon or Kale McCarr. And like you know, Tampa knows that. So it, it's almost like, okay, fine. Uh Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon is gonna take the shots. Avalanche fans will take that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are guys you want taking the shots. But for the longest time, Nathan McKinnon and Mika Ranton had this dynamic of M- McKinnon's going to throw a cross-ice pass and M- Mika Rinton will be Johnny on the spot. And that's yeah. just gone away completely. Yeah. It's a two-man show when it comes to the power play. It's been working, but you'd like to see them incorporate some different wrinkles here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think that After what we saw in tonight's game, at least from the lightning perspective, I could say, I think as lightning fans, we're willing to live with that. If if we're getting beat by Makar and, 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 uh, McKinnon, McKinnon. I think we're fine with that. Um, I was actually, there was a couple of chances, not chances, but there was a couple of sequences where, um, um Miko had the puck down low and it wasn't like he was trying to shoot he was I think there was one where he was kind of skating out towards the boards a little bit to set things up and I for whatever reason maybe it's because he just hasn't had the opportunities like you said I think I'm more afraid of him down low because of his ability to do just a little bit of everything down there and 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 I mean you've seen it with Vasilevsky especially I mean he wasn't like I said before sharp like he wasn't a Trophy winning, Con Smype Trophy winning Vazzy in this. He was just good enough to give up one less gold than Darcy Kemper. Um, but we, you saw he's very susceptible uh, to rebounds in this series. And, and that was something that he kind of played a little dangerous with. And and when you have that guy, Miko Rantanen, down low, um, that's scary. I Like I said, I'd rather be beaten by those two other dogs up all the way outside, you know, 10 feet out Instead of right on the doorstep, because that's—I feel like at least for me, I can't speak for your goaltender, but at least for me, that's the kind of thing that rattles Vasilevsky.
1: Yeah, you know, Darcy Darcy does have issues with rebound control, and also to Chris's point—I—I I feel like they're intentionally cutting Miko out of that power play because his bread and butter is Ovechkin's office. Right. That pass mm. is right there in Ovechkin's office, and that that doesn't allow a rebound. Like it's yeah. not really. Conducive to a rebound. So I feel like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr are kind of trying to generate a rebound for Gabe Landeskog to put in there. And like on nights like game five, you're coming up nothing because nothing's yeah. working like that. And Vasilevsky, the way the defense plays in front of them, they're almost turning anybody in the slot out instead of like fighting for position. They're opening kind of like paths for a really good shot from the blue line. And yeah. I feel like that's really been helping Bazzy out.
0: Well, on the other side of that, that's kind of been detrimental because that's led to a lot of weird bounces that have led to goals anyway. Um, But on the other side of that, I I mean, I could speak for my guys. Uh, Kalorn has been pretty much a non-factor throughout this entire playoff run, especially uh, in in this series, still looking for his first goal. Uh, Corey Perry, who has made a living in front of the net, hasn't really done much throughout this series. We've seen some opportunities, but even when the puck squirts out in front, uh, the avalanche are doing such a good job of of battling for a position down there. And I think um, they've caught on to that because, you know, Perry has bitten the lightning the last two years in the final with that uh, kind of going off to the side, you know, kind of standing right in front of the goaltender and then peeling off to the side for that rebound. And they've, they've actually, what I saw in tonight's game, which was, um, which was kind of frustrating because I was like, where was this kind of, where was this uh, effort towards Perry when he was playing against the lightning? Um, you guys are not letting him. You're, you guys are kind of help are manually peeling him off before the shot comes in, to where he doesn't have a good angle, even if he gets puck possession. And and I think eventually, you know, if 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 the Lightning can eventually win Game Six and and send it back to Colorado in Game Seven, I think that's going to be something that is eventually going to be maybe a defining play in the in in Game Seven. Because um, you know we haven't really seen any team really dominate uh that low that low slot area
2: no it's tough it's tough um game
0: seven game seven mm. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we talk about game I, I just, six
2: <laughs> i just want cory perry to, to play the game and not try to officiate i, I, oh, I would appreciate
0: it there we go what I, you know I what I, you guys it. have been so good about it why don't yeah. you get it off your chest oh, kyle sullivan no, it's before? not like
2: it, it, it is i, I didn't I'm not going to dwell on this, but the the, I didn't I didn't think the officiating was good in the first two periods. I feel like they did what they you know, they kind of like repeated themselves from game four and they kind of just like swallowed the whistles in the third period. And was the action in the third period not the best? It was fantastic. And and that was because they were not and there wasn't anything really egregious, I thought, in the third period where you were like, why wasn't that called? There a hundred percent was in the first and second where yeah. you're like, what is going on here? Um, but then they let things go and you saw a more fluid game in, in the third period, which, uh, is what you want to see. I don't know. Like, and I'm just going to, you want me to get something off my chest and get something off my chest. Go ahead. Why can Andrey Vasilevsky just take his helmet off? <laughs> why, why can he just do that? I, that, 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 that's not like, and it, we don't know if it, it indeed was, if a strap because he never went back to the bench from what i saw to get it
0: fixed i know you can just fix it on your own right well from from what i saw a um as we know from the what happened with Kemper in game 4 um they can't blow the whistle dead unless you know unless you guys had possession of the puck I'm saying like if yeah. it went, right my do my thing from that what i saw the puck was at the blue line so it wasn't really a scoring chance Yeah, but Uh, he
2: just ripped his helmet off, which you can't. Well, I from from what I
0: saw from what I saw from the angle, you could see the left strap was already unbuckled, and and you could you could kind of start to see it droop to the right. So that was probably part of it. If you
2: could, well, and that's the other problem I have. ESPN's got to do a hell of a lot better with the replays. They suck at replays. For the for the fans at home that want to see stuff like that, they're not showing. Like they're they're going back and showing like three a seconds. goal, which I get, which I get. Like people want to see that, and the game moves fast, and the puck is dropped. But uh stuff like that, like the JT Confer penalty, uh, from what I just saw, I didn't think it was any penalty. And I'm, and I'm, you know, reading things that other people are saying, calling JT Confer stupid for doing that. And I'm like, what did he do? And I didn't get a replay to really see yeah. what he did. So ESPN's got to do better. I think overall they're doing okay, but for stuff like replays, uh, they're they're focusing on. Uh, I'll say this: They're Click focusing down. on what I don't want them to focus. Focus on me, ESPN. What I want to see—that's all that matters. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I mean, with all those cameras, you—I I thought they would have had a better view of that, even if uh, some of the penalties that were called in this game. I mean, um Kyle, what what, what was your feelings about Vazzy taking off the, the the mask and and just the officiating in general?
1: Oh, I mean. Tampa does no wrong. I'm glad that at <laughs> his call. Uh, this is, it just, I could sleep at peace tonight. I can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm no. just
2: refreshing to see what Jared Benner is complaining about. So we, uh, we get to, yeah. So
1: and it, it's kind of goofy. Like that coupled with Corey Perry continuing to try and get something started with Darcy Kemper by leaving a stick in his equipment somewhere to where he has to get peeled off like this is this is not the first time this happens and nothing comes of it so it's it's a little it's it's I'm not going to complain about it because right. I mean I I'll never be I'll never be Cooper and get heard but like I do appreciate the hockey that's played when the whistles are swallowed but that 4 on 3 that happened earlier in the game it it just didn't make sense. It really did not make sense. And you don't want these games coming down to just calls and then make up calls and get yeah. you back calls. Yeah, I, I want to. Th- this
2: is just something uh, and I don't follow this person, but they are Twitter certified. Uh, Vinny Benedetto works for the Denver Gazette. And he said, Valnichuskin was riding on the back of a golf cart with ice around his right knee and leg as he walked to the post-game media availability. So take that for what it is. Yowza. There you go. Um, but And Gabe Landis got dropped, a good comment. He
1: dropped huh? the con Smythe on his knee. It'll be all right.
2: <laughs> uh, Gabe Landis is coming from Peter Ball from The Athletic. Gabe landis on the officiating he said i'm not going to get into that that's something they can continue to do but we're not gonna but we're not doing that i don't know what that is
0: i i i assume I he's, he's throwing i think he's he's throwing shade at cooper which is at cooper okay yeah, which is sense. fine and and listen like i mean we we talked about it on the last episode of coop like i mean he even came out afterwards and was like i let my emotions get the best of me i don't think there was yeah, any right. and i don't think there was any sort of you know trying to Trying to let the refs know, hey, keep out for this and the next game, kind of thing. I just think he was just. I think more so he was just caught up in the heat of the moment, just trying to, you know, he was he thought the Lightning were in a good spot to win the game, and just you know felt like the game ended a little too soon. Which, I I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we spoke about it uh, afterwards, and I was I was tweeting about it, and I said, listen, I mean, how many the Lightning won in the Eastern Conference Finals last year against against the Islanders off a a non too many men call. So I mean, it, it goes both ways. And Jared Bednar was asked. He said. Just what Denker just said. It is what it
2: is. You got to yeah. roll with the punches. So, um, of two yeah. Teams. yeah, so <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah, I, I mean, it was, I thought other than the refs, I thought it was a very well played game. I, it was, and I, and I tweeted it afterwards. I thought this was the best period. The lightning have played all, all series. Uh, this is the kind of play that I was expecting out of this team. The kind of play that we saw them win two straight cups with and and it's and i've spoken about this before uh it's all a matter of carrying that over and and i really hope they can i hope they could stay hot especially on that that slushy ice um so so <laughs> so moving so it, towards yeah let's, let's let's talk about game six uh because you know there i i'm sure there's we could joke about the slushy ice we could we could joke about you know this we're not joking thing. about it it's oh, real. I'm, it's real. I'm it's, real. It's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> I, I'm keeping things loose here. We keep things loose here on Locked On Lightning, but loose like guys- the ice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so how you? How are you feeling going to Game Six? You know, you had the opportunity to 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 clinch yeah. at home. You now you're going back to Amley, which you have proven you could win in. So it's you don't have that lingering over your head. But it, what is on scale of one being not worried at all and ten being absolute panic mode? Where are you guys right now?
2: Uh, I'd say like a four, uh, I'm not like super nervous because for many reasons, like the Avalanche are a good team. They've shown that they can win on the road. You know what I mean? Like they've they only had one loss on the road in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and these are, these are tight games and it's just like, you know, you get a bounce here or there, or you get a little bit more puck luck or a breakaway that gets like, and, and the, the score is flipped and you've won the game. So <clears throat> this is what we were talking about going into game five was like, you know, what changes need to be made. Yeah. I, I don't think a ton again. Like this is this is how, how it's going to go. You do some minor tweaks here and there. And if, you know, you get some things go your way, you're out on top. So there's there's no massive adjustments, I feel, that that really need to come the avalanche way.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with Chris. Like you approach game six as you would game five. Everything from here on out for Colorado is closeout. All you have to do is do what you have to do. It's a closeout game. Tampa's the one that has a lot to string together. So you just continue doing what you're doing and get to avalanche hockey first before the lightning gets settled in because now they have a little bit of confidence. So it's going to be a little bit harder, but maybe you could take advantage of that confidence and maybe wear them out a little bit quicker empty the That's gas tank a little
2: bit let me throw this question out to you guys who, who do you think has more pressure right now the avalanche to to close this thing out you know being up three to one or the lightning to become the dynasty and get three in a row i mean you can make a case either way but
1: what do you, you think? have to win three in a row to win three in a row to win three in a row yeah <laughs> there you go. um i i'm i don't think the dynasty
0: thing is as much in their head as a lot of people think it is. Uh mm-hmm. they they they're just they're approaching this and you could just tell um and just from watching this team over the last three years, you you see the same amount of bi, like the same level of body language and intensity from this team uh in this series as we saw um then them when they were in the bubble when they played Dallas. Uh the only thing I think that is a little bit different is that you could see that in moments of when there's tough sequences uh like I said before they're a lot more poised um and then you also see that the moments especially the goals whether it's to tie the game or or to take the lead you can see this team is is almost it's like they're celebrating it's like the biggest accomplishment they've had all year long and and I didn't really realize this uh until tonight when they showed the stat but this is the first time in NHL history where a team has faced three fifty win uh, teams in the course of a playoff run. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this run means more to this team than anything else. Not only, not just because, not because of its throw, it's because this is the best team that they could have possibly played. And I think every shift, every goal scored, every, every period there, it's more so them proving to themselves that, that they could hang with the best, not just because they're the Stanley cup champions defending, but because of, you know, it's that competitive nature from this team, the, 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 a lot of the guys, and, and I'm sure it's in the back of their head that, you know, a lot has been made. Well, you know, you play Dallas and then you ran into a depleted Montreal team. Well, Mm -hmm. listen, we we're getting the best team in the, in the league right now. And like I said, on the last show, Colorado is the best team in the league. Um, but what, you know, they're, you're, you're proven that you could still battle back. And, and even on the verge of elimination, they showed that tonight. And that's what really impressed me. And I think that, you know, I'm still a little nervous. The panic level is definitely up at like 155. Um, <laughs> and just because, you know, you're for tonight, guys, I'll tell you, I was living and dying with every shift. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pulling the hair out of, out of my face. That's, that's how stressed out I was. <laughs> I um, think that's
2: the difference between where the two teams are right now, man. Yeah, you know, like if you ask me that question, if we have a game seven, yeah, I mean, you're at a ten or or a one, whatever, which which way you went, it, this the, the the stress level is at a high, whatever yeah. which way you were going with that. Um, but you know, right now it's like all the pressure was on the Avalanche in in this game. Yeah, you're up three to one. You're at home. You can take these guys out in five. Now, now, the, honestly, some pressure has been alleviated a little bit. Not as just like uh, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But now you're going back. Not, not a lot of people are probably going to be expecting you to win this thing. So now I think you can loosen up a little bit. And and yeah. they were in, in that first period. They were a little bit tight, and I think the legs were a little bit stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't anticipate they will. And maybe Andre Burakovsky comes back for for Game mm-hmm. Six, which yeah. would be a big big boon for the abs we'll see
0: yeah i i I thought that um after the kucherov goal um i started to feel the the air slowly come out of the balloon for for at least the avalanche fans in the building you could and i kind of felt like okay they're starting to to panic just a little bit. And then you guys, and then the fan base kind of got it together in the third period, but I really thought at that moment I was, and I'm sure a lot of lightning fans could feel this, feel this way too. It's like, all right, it's starting to shift. You know, it's, it's not so much. We're not, we're not holding on to the, the edge of the cliff with our pinky finger right now. We're starting to, (laughs) to, to to climb back up just a little bit. um, And, and you're starting to see them kind of sweat. So, and and I think that's going to be a huge confidence boost. Uh, for game sure. six so you know we usually do a show before games but uh, we spoke before we're not going to be able to get one in before game six on sunday so why don't we just yeah. cut to the fun part and that's predictions? yeah all right so i i will start off first since i went Go last on your show last time um I predicted for Game Five that this was going to be a two-zero shutout for Vasilevsky. Obviously, it didn't go that way. I'll I'll take three. You too. lost money on that too, by the way. I lost money on that. I, I just I, want the I, world
2: to know you lost money. I, <laughs> I,
0: I I uh for for I I don't think I told you, Kyle. I sent oh I sent uh Chris uh I bet five dollars on uh Vasilevsky to pitch a shutout yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I I wasn't I know- gonna
2: say it was five dollars. I was gonna make people believe that you spent thousands of dollars. Listen, I
0: only I only spend thousands of dollars when we do the bet online mixtape segment on (laughs) lock on NHL. I I reserve the big bucks for the national show Uh, right here where this this show is currently uh, bending to the to the current economic uh, atmosphere right now. So you bet a
2: gallon of gas is what you bet. (laughs) Exactly. I bet. a.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. exactly I bet a, a gallon of gas and listen yeah. I'll take the three two one but uh, I, I I hedge my bets and I put the money on the money line for uh, the lightning tonight but <laughs> uh heading to game six I like I said I think how the lightning played in this game uh, for the most part they played a very good game they were very disciplined. Uh, there was, like I said, in the second period, there was moments where I felt, at least from the lightning point of view, that we that they kind of felt that they were starting to make Colorado sweat in certain situations. And I think that's going to give them a lot of confidence heading back home, especially uh, in game six. And I think Vasilevsky is going to clean it up. I think uh, John Cooper did a very good job tonight, kind of early on, kind of managing the minutes of of ice time for some of the shifts. Uh, he juggled things around just a little bit. He had Riley Nash down on the fourth line. Like I said, Riley Nash has been playing fantastic. And that third line as well has been playing phenomenal. So I look for more uh, contributions from those bottom two lines. And if, if the top two could to come in, manage uh, puck possession, I don't see why not the team can't have the same result in game six. So I'm going to say 3-2 Lightning at
1: home, force it to seven, back to Colorado.
2: It's Go ahead, Kyle.
1: I will say for Game Six because you mentioned the the word panic a couple times. It's not an emotion, the avalanche or feeling for at least another game. Um, in Game Five, it was not tonight. In Game Six, if it's if it's another loss, it's a not tonight moment. You don't feel panic till Game Seven. Right. But I don't think we get there. Um, it's going to be four-one Colorado. They're going to get out early. They they went through that. Right there, almost moment. They let it get away. Not so fast, my friend. Four-one, game six.
2: Uh I, I, I'm kind of just feeling like this is gonna be one on a close game. I, I wanted uh you know, game five to be just in the bag with a few minutes left, so I didn't have to go through this, you know, <laughs> my my blood pressure rising. It went down a little emotion. bit. Yeah, I mean, it went down a little bit when that penalty was called, with like two and a half minutes left, and I'm like, all right, well, this thing's pretty pretty much over by that point. So, um, but I, I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I think for the Abs to win this, it's going to be a a tight game. You're going to see it again. I just don't feel like Vasilevsky is going to give up four or five goals, um, and be you know, I'll just basically flip what happened in Game Five. It was three two Lightning. And it's going to be 3-2 Avalanche. And it's going to be almost similar to what we got in game five. It's going to be 2-2. And I'll say Avs get a goal just like Tampa did late. Maybe even a little bit later. When did Tampa get that goal? There was like six or seven minutes left, I think uh um, it was yeah it like was six, yeah six
0: six change. six six and yep. change yeah
2: so i'll say uh abs get a goal with less than five minutes left and take a three to two lead and that's how it ends three to two that's
0: where i'm at all right well uh are anybody watching on youtube please go ahead drop a comment below whether it be locked on lightning or locked on avalanche let us know what your prediction is for game six uh will the avalanche be skiing on the slopes of amelie arena afterwards and raising the cup or we got to make the uh keeper of the cup use more of his jet blue miles and head back to uh <laughs> denver colorado uh so guys tell tell uh, the people the, the the great nation of the nhl where they could find your show
2: uh we're on twitter lop and underscore avalanche on instagram locked on avalanche and then obviously like you just said locked on avalanche on uh youtube so yeah that's where we're at
0: All right. And you could follow my show at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, Locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And of course on YouTube, like I said, we hit the 300 mark for subscribers. I want that to be, I want that to be a thousand by Sunday night. So go ahead (laughs) and subscribe, hit the notification bell. So as soon as the newest episode drops, uh, you'll be notified and could watch. Basically,
2: it. all of our subscribers
0: go subscribe. to like, go subscribe. Have it like that. Yeah, go subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, and then all my my subscribers will go follow you and 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 make fun of you in the comment section. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hope po- maybe uh whether it be uh, for a potential game seven or you know a, a post series reaction. Uh, to possibly the Avalanche taking the cup on game six. Uh, at some point, we'll get all together and and discuss that. Uh, so in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, as well as the crossover with Locked On Avalanche. I'm your host, Adam Danker, along with Chris Massilli and Kyle Sullivan. We'll talk to you on the next one.